cattle are bedded down over the range, the horses fed, and the campfire is an old friend. The stars blaze in the night sky, the coyotes howl, and the talk among the cowboys is the same every night. <laughs> well, boys, it's Miller time. No, what you gotta do is stick a piece between your cheek and gum. Hey, partner, don't you know this here is Marlboro country? Now, you <laughs> cowpunchers, you stop your jaws. Look at these books of mine. Now, they're special. Ooh, they tell the true story of the West. The outlaws, the lawmen, the train robbers, the ladies of the night, and they've got the look and feel of real hand tool leather. Whoa, pardon. You know we can't read. We should be talking about my jeans, you galoots. No dog is gets between me and my Calvin Kleins. Dang it, see my boots? Stylish and contemporary, they go with all my wardrobe. I mean, we should Come be on, buckaroos. This here is for everyone who ropes it, rides it, and steps in it all day. Shoot! Cowboys around a campfire, shooting off their mouths like six guns, desperately looking for the subject of this commercial. Their identities lost in the past, they are left to wander as Western icons. Now, boys, my broker is E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says. Hello, and welcome to the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. No less than 25 minutes of sketches, improv, songs, and whatnot from Duck Logic, a Chicago comedy group that had its own two-hour radio show called The Cavalcade on WLUP AM 1000, a pretty big radio station at the time. Every Duck Logic half hour is chock full of bits pulled from the loop archives, plus new stuff thrown in for good measure. So take a load off, put your earbuds in, and have a listen. You'll be glad you did because... Here they come, polishing punchlines, writing gags, and jotting down jokes. There they go, wacky, something, something, for you fine folks. Something about funny, blah, 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 hope we don't choke. There you are, listening to her theme song, ta-ta, lowbrow, you'll laugh and howl. Duck logic starting right now. And now another thought nugget from the desk of Walter's brain. Every year, the fourth Thursday in April is designated as Bring Your Kids to Work Day. It falls on the 27th this year. It's the 30th anniversary. I would assume this is more of a white-collar thing for parents schlepping to the office and not working from home. When it started back in 1993, it was called Take Your Daughter to Work Day as a way to show young girls that, like men, they too can struggle to find personal fulfillment through mindless, busy work that ultimately only makes the CEO richer. Take Your Daughter to Work Day soon became a day of free babysitting for kids of either gender. But the true meaning of Take Your Kids to Work Day seems to have gotten lost over the last three decades, and that is, fantasies are for kids. Cowboys make crap money, little Jason. Ninjas have lousy 401ks. Good luck with that princess dream, little Susie. Meghan Markle's got that gig sewn up. Get real. Get serious. What are you, 10? Chase those dreams till you're blue in the face, kitties, but do it on your own time. Sitting in the corner of mommy or daddy's cubicle, you'll see why they like cocktails so much. Watching them return countless emails, suck up to the boss, or or just try and stay awake in endless meetings makes give your kids a cold slap in the face day a priceless experience that gives children a peak 50... 60 years into their future. That is, if they aren't laid off because their health insurance costs the bottom line of the company too much after they turn 40. 
So pay attention, little ones. Take your kids to work day is just the first day of the rest of your so-called life. The guitar place has guitars. Huge, huge guitars. Guitars the size of houses. Guitars the length of football fields. Guitars as thick as prison walls. There is no way anyone could possibly use these guitars. That's why they're on sale. Chuckloads of the largest guitars in the world on sale now at the guitar place. But that's not all. We also have Zildjian cymbals so big they have no known use. You'll feel dwarfed by these gigantic metal plates so big even King Kong couldn't play. Them. That's right, humongous Zildjian cymbals on sale now. Drummers, come down to Guitar Place for drumsticks the size of bridge pylons and get one set free with each purchase of a set of Zildjian cymbals. The Guitar Place has just added a new super oversized spandex clothing outlet. Monstrous rock star clothing made from flashy spandex. One size smothers all. There is no way any living being could find this much material useful. It's on sale now at the Guitar Place, located in the west wing of Nevada's Moolah Mall. The largest mall in the world! This just in, a breaking story. Our own Jake Vanderfelken is live in the Pilsen neighborhood at the scene. Jake? That's right. I'm on the scene of this tragic accident on Racine near 19th Street. A man, an elderly man, slipped and fell to his death from the roof of his home. I've have been able to find some of his neighbors and see what they know. Sir, excuse me, sir, how do you feel about this senseless tragedy? Senseless? Oh, it makes lots of sense. I mean, you've heard of the law of gravity, right? The guy was up on his damn roof, maybe 20, 30 feet high, as far as I can tell. Oh, well, yes. A heavy object, and by the looks of him, he was quite a heavy object. Plus slippery roof, plus gravity equals plummet to your death. Makes total sense to me. Yeah, well, um... Okay, uh, miss, miss, may I have a word? What's running through your mind right now when you think about this man cut down in the prime of his life? The prime of his life? I think he was, what, 50, 60? Nowhere near his prime. He was in the waning years of his life at best. It all starts going downhill at about 30. He's lucky he made it this far, really. I mean, look at the size of him. Um, okay, well, uh, sir, how is it losing a pillar of your neighborhood? Pillar of our neighborhood? Nah, he's kind of a dick. Always yelling at the kids passing by on their bikes. He'd show up at the summer block party for like, I don't know, two minutes. Just long enough to fill up a plate of food that the rest of us brought. Never talked to anybody. And then he'd just go back inside his house. A real a-hole. Um... I'm sensing a pattern here. Wait a s- uh, spokesman from the Chicago Fire Department is about to make a statement. Let's listen. Hello? All right. All right, first I'd like to recognize the efforts of the brave men and women from Engine Company 51 who quickly and efficiently responded to this so-called emergency, which turned out to be a waste of their valuable time. But they answered the call racing to the scene of this genius's bonehead attempt to save a few bucks on a handyman that would have been better equipped and suited to this kind of simple household chore. I think I'm speaking for the entire Pilsen neighborhood when I say that his death will impact this block and the rest of the area. By significantly raising everyone's property values when his rundown eyesore of a shack is sold, torn down, and a beautiful four or five thousand square foot big mansion is constructed in its place. Thank you. I'm not taking any questions at this time. 
So, okay, this is Jake Vanderfalken with nothing much to report from the Lower West Side. Back to you in the studio. And now, a word from the American Medical Association. Hi there. Are you having trouble bending over to tie your shoes lately? Do you find yourself getting winded climbing just a few stairs? Are you starting to squint at faraway objects? Do you find an alarming number of hairs in your comb? Instead of dressing up and going out dancing Saturday night, do you get the Sunday paper early and stay home to read it? Do young women point at you and laugh for no particular reason? Then you're getting old. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I'm at my doctor's office, and he, one of the questions he asked me, you know, you know, have you noticed any any blood in your stool? And I said, I don't look at it. And he gave me this look like, mm, I go, no, I don't. I'm not, just not going to. Sorry. I'm there to get rid of it, not investigate. I just do mm-hmm. you really, too? Well, I do. I say, if it sinks, bad day. I'm not <laughs> even going into work. If it floats, yes. Promotion <laughs> time. Do you know what I mean? One in 21 men and one in 23 women, they have found that they have colorectal cancer. They have colon cancer, right? And one of the, one of the more effective ways to find out if you have this early is to look at your poop. Get to know your poop. And to see if there's blood in it. Do you guys look at your poop? No. All the time. See if it sinks or floats. When they say blood, do they mean like there's blood in the water from the stool? No, actually blood in the stool. Because the idea is if it's a dark, dark red, it means that that blood is coming from deeper down in your body cavity somewhere. If it's a bright red, it's likely a hemorrhoid or something where the blood is right there at the very end of the... uh, Canal. Outgoing doorway. (laughs) Canal. Canal. That's it. Yeah. It's an eerie canal, isn't it? Elementary, yeah. I do. I actually have a test right now, a colon test I have to take. uh, A screening, basically. It's a screening test where you have to get a little sample of said poop and and deliver it back to the hospital. Oh, like that thing on TV? Is it like that box, that white and blue box? It's a little like that, but it's not the the branded version. It's whatever this particular hospital i attend is trying to make sure i'm in good health it's uh you know a preventative you got the, the dollar store version yeah <laughs> from the dollar store i have not yet accomplished this but i will soon i've got blood tests i gotta get have run wow so so you haven't like so you yeah. haven't opened the box because I, I looked it up how how that little the little guy that talks uh what i can't remember the... oh i didn't go with him now this is a it's more of a Chris Parnell, pouch yeah. but it's a, there's something you spread right. over the toilet then you put the lid right. down and then you go and it catches it because it can't get wet it can't touch the water that ruins the sample but I just keep looking like the toilet seat is here and the layer that's going to be underneath it is less. Th- I mean, there's not room enough for the, <laughs> what comes out yeah. to have space yep. on this platform. <laughs> it, and still, yeah, it, it it's, it, I, I've been putting it off. Let's, let's say that <laughs> I've been putting off doing it because it's just God awful concept. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, if you, it felt like if you go with any force, you're just going to break that thing right through. <laughs> no, I, I mean, think it's rubber. It's like a big diaphragm, you know, like a stronger than poop. Well, I haven't, I haven't opened it all up. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll. There's pictures be on Google. You can just. I Google think it. that it's high time that that fecal matter matters. Voice or sound is heard. 
because it's been putting up with the man, mm. keeping him down for years. Well, even those words, we've gotten rid of the word fecal matter. Guys, I'd ever tell you about this sign I saw on the road. This was years ago. Linda and I went on a, like a, one of our only short little vacations we've had in our lives and uh, together just out to somewhere. And it was out, out to Galena. Yeah, Galena. Okay. Illinois. Ooh. Nice bed and breakfast out there. Some really nice artist place and stuff. Anyway, on the way, there's an old sign on the side of the road, a big billboard. And it, it says, tired of fecal fingers. Oh, yeah. And it, it was advertising a little plastic thing that you would carry like a bag full of these with you. And then when you're on the road and you stop at, say, a gas station or some place where the bathrooms maybe aren't as clean as you'd like them to be, you use this to lift the lid up <laughs> to then go to the bathroom if you're going to tinkle. Because I guess so often people got fecal fingers from lifting lids up with their hands that they felt like they needed a billboard on the side of the road. They had a picture of a dirty finger. And I'm like, what the? I have a picture of this somewhere. We took a photograph of it because I just could not believe that there was an actual product being advertised. Tired of fecal fingers. You know, that problem we all have. You go to shake somebody's hand and, oh, my God, don't worry about that. That's just a little feces there. How'd this get here? Well, it, yeah, I mean, the copywriter must have been just really happy because it's alliteration, you know, fecal finger. Come on. Fecal fingers, the old FF. It's a problem we all have. I've used my foot. You just sort of like pick it up with your foot. Your foot, your shoe, yeah. a, a piece of the toilet paper you could fold to easily yeah. become, make your own handy dandy one of these little things. I wonder if, if at the time if the product sold well or not, if this was the only ad they just ever had Just out of curiosity, it. I guess you didn't go on and buy one, but didn't they have fingers that you would like use like on books or whatever? You'd have a little rubber finger, didn't Is that what it was? No, it looked like a little plastic wedgy thing that you grabbed and so you like oh, lift so- it under the toilet a seat and then you'd lift it up that way. And I guess you dispose of this because if it's going to have fecal matter on it, you don't want to keep it, right? So it must be really cheap and thin or something. I don't know. When something in your bowel lingers, time to start those fecal fingers. It's like a bad breath. We all have it one sooner or later, right? Come on, guys. We've all had fecal fingers. (laughs) Yeah, fecal fingers. So this is is Dave's one-man show? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's going to make the best of episode when we finally put it together, Jim. I was lucky enough to get a procedure done where I finally got to wear a catheter bag. It was amazing. <laughs> there you have those. What is it? Is it called Fashion Week? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In New York and Milan. And I'm like, oh, screw you. This is fashionable right here. This overnight bag. You look at the, the overnight bag and, you know, it starts to fill up. Holy shit. It looks like one of those whoopee cushions. when you're an impulsive adhd adult you're like i can't you should empty it before it gets quite that full i would think yeah yeah it sounds like you're gonna have a whoopsie cushion (laughs) you old doink whoops (laughs) whoopsie do you pull it off like a ripcord on a parachute somebody does yeah no it's disconcerting i mean you can't you can that's what they do at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then there's that weird, you get that like kind of ennui. Of what? Ennui? Like, oh, I miss it? I miss... Oh, God. Just being able to not think about... Oh, Claude, I will miss you. You just pee? That was the weirdest thing of all. They said, no, no, just when you need to go to the bathroom, you just let it go. And I'm like, what? I can't... No, no, you're all hooked up. That It's against a lifetime of training. But I was lucky enough, I was, I was out of it. I was totally out of it. 
at the time when they put yep. it in. So I didn't have to feel that. Oh, yeah. But oh, my God, I had to experience it coming out. Oh, the nurse is like, this is going to be no big deal at all. It just comes right out. Well, yeah, it does because you're just yanking on it. That's, ah, oh, my, I just, I, the sensation was. Yeah, it's like a fish. Unforgettable and. Oh, I hate it every second of it. I hope that never happens it's like again. Like a in my fish life. on the hook, Dave. <laughs> yep. ah, ah, Part of our popular segment: things you all get to look forward to. <laughs> but you know how it's the hose is held in there, right? With a, like a little balloon that holds it. You can't just like pull it out. You have to let the air out of that little balloon. I'm going to my happy place, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back when you're done. You know, when I had my brain surgery, I mean, I had to walk around with, you know, like a bag for my brain. Okay, I guess so. You're the doctor. Your brain was just yes. like hanging from your waist in a, yeah. in a bag, separate bag. Yeah. yeah. That's what okay. put. It's ideas. Well, because they have to keep it connected. If they completely disconnect it, it's hard to get it back on. Right. As long as you keep that one connection there, you can keep it out for a while. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Makes sense. Everyone recognizes the hit songs of Bruce Springsteen, tales of life and love played out among a bleak backdrop of blue-collar experience, stark images that evoke the whole range of emotion, from unbridled joy to desperate sadness. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of CBS Records, we present this special program, Bruce Springsteen, the man behind the music. This is my neighborhood bar. Hey, Sammy! That's Sammy. He and his wife own this place. They give me credit. Anyways, uh, I've been coming in here for the last 20 years. and But about 15 years ago, th this kid comes in here, you know. Kid don't have no name, you know, won't, won't tell anybody his name. And it, Anyways, he's real nice, and we get to talking. Well, well, I get to talking, and he's mostly listening, you know. Kid's a, kid's a good listener. Plus, he's buying me drinks, and I keep talking and telling him what I'm doing with my life, and... Sometimes I get sick of answering questions, but I figure the guy just needs some friends, you know. As long as he's buying it, he can be my friend. <laughs> so the years go by, you know, I go to Vietnam, I get wounded, I go out with some girls, I got married, I got divorced, got through a couple of jobs. But, but every couple of weeks, like clockwork, this guy stops in here and gets me talking. And he's an adult now, you know, but he still won't tell me his name. Well, to make a long story short... The other day I'm walking down the street and I see this picture of this guy in a store window. And I says to my friend Larry, I says, hey, uh, I know that guy. He's the guy I always talk to over at Sammy's bar. Larry looks at me kind of funny and he says, uh-uh, that's Bruce Springsteen. Now I had heard of this Springsteen, but I'd never seen him. So I made a bet with Larry about who that was and we went into the store. It was a record store and I asked the guy, who's that a picture of? The guy says, Bruce Springsteen. So I'm in shock, you know. I pick up a few of the albums, take them home, listen to them. Not only do I recognize the voice, but everything. I mean, that's me all over. Sandy, the fireworks are hailing over Little Eden tonight. Forcing a light into all those stony faces. Yeah, I had a girlfriend named Sandy, a girlfriend named Candy, Rosie, Kitty, Sherry, Cherry, Wendy. Well, Wendy was in that song, Born to Run, you know? Remember, someday, girl, I don't know when we're going to get to that place where we really want to go? Well, that was this real fancy fish restaurant she always wanted to eat at. Also, uh, Mary, in, in Thunder Road, remember he sings, Screen Door Slams, Mary's Dress Waves? 
Eh, it's my Mary, my screen door. Uh, one thing I could never figure out though, you know, I've been going out with this one girl for four years now. Marsha's her name. But he never wrote a song about her. It, you know, it's funny. It's the first really good relationship I ever had. And he doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> I guess he doesn't know how to rhyme anything that doesn't end in E. <laughs> I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Fuelie heads and a hearse on the floor Yeah, that's my car, but it really didn't have a hearse shifter. I, I wanted to get one, but I, I didn't have the cash. But he kept asking me about the car all the time, you know. I figured he was rebuilding one himself, you know. Let's see, I also had a, a Roadrunner engine in a 32 Ford, a, a Chevy stock Super 8, mostly used cars, you know. But for a while there, I was driving a stolen car. I, I don't know how he found out about that. And yeah, a pink Cadillac. Piece of crap. I bought it off my brother to get him out of debt. I guess I make friends pretty easily, you know. I, I had a lot of friends. Frankie, Johnny, G-Man, Wild Billy, Jimmy the Saint, Bobby, Magic Rat, Eddie, Joe Roberts, Sonny, Wayne. I, I could go on and on. I used to feel bad for this guy because he's always asking me about my friends, you know. He, he never mentioned anything about his. He's always comes in here alone. I, I felt kind of bad for him. Outside the streets on fire and a real death waltz between what's flesh and what's <laughs> that never happened. I was drunk. I was sick of talking to him, so I made that whole thing up about streets on fire, you know, and there's a death waltz, you know, just to shut him up, you know, and he bought it. <laughs> so all these years, I figure I've been uh, taking advantage of this guy, you know. Here I am getting all these free beers, and what's he getting? A bunch of sorry stories and pitiful tales of my nothing life. Then... I find out this guy is Bruce Springsteen. And these albums he makes have sold, like, hundreds of copies. You know, maybe even a thousand. Now, I'm sure he's made a pretty good buck. And all he's doing is repeating the stuff I tell him. Puts a little music behind it. All I'm saying is, I wish he'd have told me. You know, because if I'd have known, I wouldn't have told him all that boring stuff. I would have told him exciting stuff, like, oh, how I'm a pirate, or a millionaire, or how I played in the Super Bowl one time, or, or that I only go out with centerfolds, you know, glamorous stuff. I could have made things up. Then the songs would have been better, and, and a lot more fun, too. And now, as a public service, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Word of the Day. Today's word is Namby Pamby. This has been the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Word of the Day. We're outside the Hollywood mansion of Robin Leach, celebrity pain in the ass, for the show that checks the halitosis of Hollywood and registers the blood alcohol content of celebrities. Yes, it's the smell of success. 
Now here's your hosts, Officer John Spreadham of the Los Angeles Police Department and the California Highway Patrol Department, and Julie Fluffpiece, former runner-up in the Miss Pleasant Smile of Northern California contest. Officer John Spreadham. And Julie Fluffpiece. Ready to find out who has the smell of success. Our breathalyzer is a donation from the Los Angeles Police Department. Party favors from the Party Favors Incorporated gift shop. We're testing our machine. And Julie's blowing into her hand to see if her sniffer's up to par. Oh, we're good to go. Here comes our guest. Weaving out of the party, it's the star of all those Roman epics, Peter O'Toole. Mr. O'Toole, would you walk a straight line over to Miss Fluff Peace? Please, officer, never expect the impossible. Sir, breathe into the machine. How'd I do? Point three six. You're legally dead. No, I'm Peter O'Toole. Sir, you're too drunk to drive home. Let me decide that. If I hit anything on the way home, I'll get out of the car and walk the rest of the way. As part of the smell of success, would you let Miss Fluffpiece smell your breath? <gasps> Cast my breath unto the winds. <laughs> Uh, Peter's had seven vodka twists, an expensive Rothschild's 1927, and Monaco crab salad. The total tab, let me see, mm, $506.95. Definitely the smell of success. Thank you, ma'am. Due to Mr. O'Toole's current condition, he will be a guest on the drunk tank tonight at 10.30 over most of these same stations. And he'll be given our corkscrew, a smell of success plastic bottle cap, Party Favors from Party Favors Incorporated, and a pat on the back. Well, that's this week's show. Next week, we'll stand outside another party and smell the breath of another celebrity on Smell of Success. Does my, does my breath smell? Come over here. You're beautiful. Uh, well, does my breath does Let it smell? Let me give you a squeeze. I can't tell. Come on, I want to squeeze you. Welcome to 13-Year-Old World with your host, Danny Baker. And now here's Danny with his own talk show, Not So. All right, already. Um, Armando Gwitz is here. He's a world traveler, like, like a bat. Hello. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hello, Danny. I'm very glad to be here on your show. Not. Well, yes, I am. I'm very excited about being on the show because I have traveled the world over. I've just returned from the French Riviera. So? Well, it's a very nice, very beautiful place if you've ever been there, Danny. Not. Uh, well, maybe someday you'll be able to go there. <laughs> there are people stretch out for miles on the beach. So? Well, they are getting tans and enjoying the sun and the beautiful Not! It's always nice on the French Riviera. So? Well, the people seem to enjoy it. They come and spend very much. Well, they do. There are, there are statistics I could so? give you. Well, they would prove that. that. They would prove that there are many people there, Danny, who enjoy the French Riviera. Matt. Well, there are. If you want to ask people, go to the travel agency. I have just returned from there. The people were having a ball. So? Well, that's why I'm here to tell you about it, Danny. Pfft, Nat. 
Yes, I am a So? Well, you confound me at every turn. Nat. Yes, dear. So? Well, I'm trying to tell Nat. my story. So? I'm trying to tell what I know. Nat. I am a world traveler. So? I, I can't tire of this. Can I play a song that I wanted to bring in by the, um, it's by the Idiotic Metalheads. And, um, it's called, um, We Love to Rock. I, I want to play it. Just a little bit. My heart. Please, I want to play it. Thanks a lot for coming by, old man. Check it out, dude. Try some of this. Pretty hard stuff. Wait, wait. I don't like that song anymore. Take it off. I don't want it. It was the wrong song. Sorry. I really am. But um, we don't have a lot of time anyway. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about what it's like when you drink that first beer. You know, kind of get a little buzz or something, right? You know? And it's got like some flat taste to some people, but I think it's pretty good. I think I'll be drinking a lot of beer in the future. And in a couple of weeks, remember everybody, get your school supplies because we all got to go back to school. Um, so I guess I'll see you in junior high. Goodbye. I'm Danny Baker for 13-Year-Old World. There you go. Another show. Another Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. This one was number 86, and it featured Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. Check out our Facebook page and our website, ducklogiccomedy.com. There's new stuff there all the time. Portions of this podcast were previously broadcast on the radio under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. Thanks for listening. See ya.